Doing better until this song. This really, this really gets me fired up to do the show. Mm. <laughs> that was awesome. Ain't nothing like old Simon and Garfunkel to get you in the right mood uh, for a right. podcast, right? In a yeah. late fall evening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, am, I am a fan, though. I'm a fan. Yeah, Heck yes, are. sure. And that's a great. Totally. Out. That's a. Great I just want to go walk around contemptibly for like 20 minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, hello, guys. old friends. Hey, hello, mm-hmm. old friends. We're we're going to be hello. talking a little bit about some old friends and possibly meeting back up with some old friends tonight. What do you guys say? Oh, I'm into it. Yeah, nothing like burying the lead. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like Nick to keep me on on. Uh, I think on I'm message. using that phrase wrong, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep going with it. So. I saw, I saw what mm. you're going for. Yeah, it's like the story. That's the story of your life, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, using the wrong phrase. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mo. Going with it. I don't get around, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get in too deep, let's get this thing started. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Yes. You should check it out. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to You Should Check It Out. It is episode. 61061. Yeah, 061. Yeah. Oh, mm. 61. <laughs> and uh, we're mm. getting towards the end of September. The leaves are changing. It is mm. fall. Mm. Or at least it's it's kissed the East Coast. How about it? How about it on the West Coast there, Greg? Um, well, lovely weather. I was I spent a lot of this weekend in Santa Monica. Uh, it was yeah. perfect every day, you know, no complaints. Um, yeah, air quality's gorgeous. back to normal, back Is to it? normal LA, at least, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, although I, I heard there's a heat wave, but I'm uh, leaving for Joshua Tree tomorrow for yeah, a little retreat. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> and uh, there's going to be a pool at this place, so that'll be nice. Sweet. Cool. Get a, get, get a little bit of, you know, there'll be heat and it'll be probably a little bit oppressive, but mm. I'll have an escape. So... Anyway, Excellent. yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I do miss that crisp East Coast fall air. It was really nice this past week. I, I, I have to admit. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. one of the best falls we've had in a while, but today was pretty brutal. It was like 85 and extremely Oh, it was humid. warm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the humidity <laughs> yeah, really is the muggy. one thing. I, that's what I don't miss. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, it's all hey. good. Right. You know, it, right. It, it's, it's nice and it's nice and lush. Which that's part. That's what you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No complaints. Yeah. No. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right, Alrighty. Nick. I what? think I think you're up first. Okay. Don't mean to put I you am. in Actually, the middle well, you know of what? a strange situation, but you're going to be introducing what Greg and I are doing this week. I, I, I'm aware of this. <laughs> I'm aware of this. Actually, yeah. To, as a backstory, I, I had a plan uh, that uh, it mm-hmm. all fell apart. Um, as these things go, when I realized that I had it all wrong. So <laughs> the details of the circumstances. Um, Joshua Tree. Yes. Now, now I understand. Yes. So good. Um, <laughs> actually, let me. You know what? There's a there's another uh, 
a very mild and chill song that I'll go ahead and play off the new uh, Fleet Foxes. Um, it's called "Can I Believe You." Can we get can we get that out of the way cool. and then we can <laughs> we can get on to business? You got mm-hmm. it. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> get her <over> with. <laughs> <laughs> There was some when the levee hit uh, breaks. <laughs> yep. there. Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, what they were going for. Oh. My my fallback was was Zeppelin. So yeah, it was. <laughs> um, that's all interesting to hear. Fleet Foxes with that. They were also doing like a little odd on, time there. On time, yeah. It's like a, yeah. like cool. a bar of five. Yeah, I really like that. This album. This album's actually. They're all like really down. Sounding oh, albums. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, this one, that 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 <laughs> song specifically, that that change that they do in the in the chorus is pretty yeah. sweet. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a decent album. It's a decent album. Very cool. Cool. All right. I'll say that. I'll, I will listen to it because I like that band. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's strange. I don't I, I, I don't really like... It's one of those bands where I'm like, I kind of... I shouldn't like this. But I, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? That's a very strange... No, I, I've got, the, the, I have a solid list of favorite Fleet Foxes songs, but yeah, you're right. It's yeah. like, I don't want to like it, but I like it. Yeah, I do. It's yeah. a very strange guilty pleasure there. Uh, admission. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I would for you, say Greg. I I would say I like them more than the uh y- you know, the the sort of the uh synthy indie stuff, you know, to me is like the mm-hmm. indie folk, you know, kind of they they just na- they they have a cool sound yeah. and yeah. um that guy's that guy's got a cool voice. Uh yeah, he does. You know, and uh Robin Pecknold. Yeah, I guess I guess what it is them and like I'll, the other one that I'll give a pass to is uh, I don't like all their stuff, but Arcade Fire. Yeah, they um, okay. you know they they just I feel like they nail what they do they, what they do they do it really well, and so many other people wish they could do it, but they can't. And yeah. that's yeah, you know that's when I'm like, well, I respect it. They've you been know? really quiet. Apparently, it's They've not been really that quiet easy to do. for a while. Have they been? Have they put out anything? Arcade recently? Fire. Yeah. I think that I think the members kind of each everybody kind of went off and did their own thing for a minute. Hmm. It's been a long minute, but uh, alrighty. So. so, guys, last week we were talking about like we talked about a lot of stuff. We were we talking did. about the pandemic and how everything's going, and we we had said after like even in the context of that episode that maybe we should check in with some old friends and uh, yeah. and you gentlemen went ahead and did some reaching out. 
we have friends and, uh, indeed and scored us some revisitors <laughs> if i if i can be so bold to say yeah. we got a couple so got a jay couple so jay i would like to i would like to hand this off to you at this point oh sure well tell uh, me what's going on what are we doing well i mean what the we hell were, are we doing well we were talking last we week we were talking last week about uh mm-hmm. kind of bird clock hey, bird clock shut it speaking of old friends no, it's a good time it's a good time yeah right <laughs> always here yep. <laughs> just kidding bird clock thanks for showing up <laughs> Now, we can, we, talking- can we get like a shotgun, a shotgun sound effect every time? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have that queued up next week. Trust me. Yep. <laughs> so, Bird Clock, right, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking last week about the so-called demise, and uh, according to the New York Times, the resurrection of the guitar industry. It, we were talking about two different articles. The Washington Post article mm-hmm. from, I believe, two or three years ago that said, yes. no one's playing guitar anymore. Uh, Gibson's down the hole, which was probably true. Um, dead instrument, it's gone. Dead instrument, nobody yeah. wants to play the, it anymore. The, the guitar and, heroes don't exist anymore. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, lo and behold, two or three years later, New York Times came out with an article that said, all of these companies have had their best sales year ever. Maybe mm-hmm. it's thanks to, the, thanks to the pandemic, maybe it's thanks to... And, it, it, and it's not even the end of September. Yet. And it's not mm-hmm. even the end of September, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a small thing to say that the company like Fender Musical Instruments has had their biggest yeah. sales year ever, yeah. because, I mean, talk about Fender, they've been around for 60, 70 years. 70 years, 70 years yeah. now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I thought at the time, and we mentioned it, I, no one better to discuss this issue with than our old friend Keith Grasso. Uh, yeah. oh. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, I introduced him and shoved enough smoke up his ass last time that he was on, so I'm not going to give the whole intro again. But uh, <laughs> great friend of mine and the owner of Island Music Company in La Plata, Maryland, uh, a mm-hmm. fantastic music store. Also has a great web presence. So I thought, let's give him a call. What do you guys say? An old friend. I mean, yeah. it, it, that's a great idea, but there's no way he'll be available. I mean, come on. Well, it's worth a shot. I mean, yes. I know he's a busy, he's a busy guy. guy. But he's a high, he's a little little on a hot, Sunday. I mean, Thursday. Of, <laughs> Where is he going to be? <laughs> he's a little little bit of a big shot. Let's give it a shot. You know? we'll, we'll fire up the old rotary rotary telephone here. All right. Okay. Yeah, here we'll we go. see. It's been yeah. a while. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, you got it? All right. Oh. Three rings. Oh. Hey, guys. Oh. <laughs> hey, there he is. There he is. <laughs> I was There's just sitting around. There's genuine panic there for a second. <laughs> well, I like that. I, I love, I love that island music uh, call greeting. That's it's. it's what? Hey <laughs> <Yeah, you> guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh Keith man. Keith Grasso, how you doing, man? I'm spectacular. Yourself? Hey, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Every day is a new yeah. adventure. That is totally <laughs> right. That way. Nick, Greg, how you guys doing? <laughs> Doing good, well, sir. Good, you know. Happy to have you on. Happy man, to be sincerely. here. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's been a hundred years since I was on yeah. last. It does. Yeah, it does feel that way. You know, it's been. I, I don't know. It, it might be coming up on a year, but you were definitely our one of our first guests, if not the first mm-hmm. guest. And we just, yeah. you know, you know, shot the. Sh- Basically, he talked about old times, talked about George Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I was actually, I was talking to a friend earlier and I said we were having uh, Keith on from Island Music and he's like, is that the guy with the story about the seafood oh, restaurant? Yes. And the guy <laughs> so I yeah. almost yeah. wore That's a, a Lynch Mob shirt tonight. <laughs> oh, just man. Just to commemorate that, but I went with Rolling Stones. With the Stones. Oh, well. John, you'd like it better. 
But well uh, played. Yeah. I w- well, I would have voted for Lynch Mob just for the record. <laughs> well, you'll have to have me back next year, and I'll wear that one. Okay. Oh. Well, there you <laughs> go. There you go. Sweet. Yeah, but it was no a completely problem. different times that we talked to you then. You know, uh, our oh, music yeah. company was doing great. No one had a thought of the pandemic. No one had thought anything like this could happen. I talked to you early on in the pan- pandemic, uh, maybe March or April, just to get your thoughts. And, you know, you were, as Keith, as you are, you're usually pretty optimistic about things, but I, you were pretty frustrated. How are things going these days? Yeah. Uh, things are great, really. Good. Um, yeah. When I talked to you, John, I think that that was at the end of March, and I think it was like noon on a Wednesday, <laughs> and I just needed something to look forward to. So I think I had asked you to show me some banjo chords because at the time I was right. trying to practice banjo. <laughs> and right. uh, wow. I-, I am never home noon on any day, working day. So yeah. it was really weird for me, and I don't really get down very much. But I was pretty down in that time period. There was about a week where we were just completely closed. And every day Mm. I'm kind of wondering, like, what am I going to do? I have all this weight and responsibilities and commitments. And um, I have always have plans and backup plans and, you know, ideas and stuff. And this is the only time ever that I didn't have any idea how to handle this kind of yeah. thing yeah and uh yeah yeah, yeah i mean I, I think uh yeah we played banjo wednesday at yep. noon for an hour <laughs> it <laughs> was very surprising yeah <laughs> and uh you know nice i think that's uh, cool a couple more days went by and uh i decided you know what i'm gonna go back to work even if it's just me and uh, mm-hmm. i went back and and uh from march whatever it was let's say 20 fifth or whatever until Mm -hmm. june 1st i worked by myself every day all day long and it was like christmas for (laughs) months we sold so much stuff and you just had to be i don't know if brave is the right word but just you just had to have enough drive to get out there and do it and people were home and they wanted to make music and explore new hobbies and everything and it was a total game changer for the business and then also for me like how i see things wow yeah Yeah, what do you mean what do you mean that's great yeah what does that um you know we used to be uh we're open shorter hours now we're open 11 to 6 every day uh we used to be 10 to 8 every day and there mm-hmm. used to be, you know, maybe 15 employees, uh, you know, working. We're, we're down to shifts of, you know, maybe eight, uh, 12 mm-hmm. uh, at most. And um, just kind of things that you thought were important that you did and jumped through hoops for maybe maybe weren't that important. Um, yeah. And then some, you know, I always had this fear of basically everything that happened during Corona and how would I yeah. ever survive? You know, what would I do if it was just me at this point? And, uh, you know, how would I handle this or how would I handle that? Um, what would I do if this person left or what would I do? You know, blah, 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 blah. And everything that you was your worst fear, basically <laughs> all those things happened, happened. during all Corona them. all at the all same them. time. And, uh, uh, here you go. Yeah, Keith. Deal with you, this. You know what? Yep. I, I figured it out and I got through it. So I have a, a renewed sense of confidence and, and excitement and um it's uh 
See, it's, that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. That is the nail sounds, on the Keith Grasso button, right? Like the head and uh, whatever metaphors I'm trying to make right now. That's the optimism I'm talking about. Because yeah. me, I'd be sitting in my room just like, oh, this is not fair. Everyone Jay, I was going to say, Jay, I was going to say that must have been a hell of a banjo lesson. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was I, really I, motivating. Yeah. <laughs> We worked well played, on the D chord. Sir. Well played. Yep. That's right. <laughs> uh, but no, no I mean, man, that's awesome. That's for like awesome. a week. That is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I felt that way for a week. And, and uh, you know, it's um, there's probably a lot of people that are smarter than me and have better ideas than me and, and whatever. But nobody will ever outwork me. So when I mm. decided that I was going to work, I mean, I, I would – it was all day because I'm just one guy and I'm almost 40. So what are you like, talking just, about working? Like, what what are you doing in there? To I mean, I just increase? did everything. I did, uh, you know, I unloaded all the trucks by myself. We had order after order after order after order come through online. I shipped stuff all day long. Uh, if a guy called yeah. on the phone and said, hey, I want to buy, you know, uh, Martin Guitar, can you run it out to the parking lot? Absolutely. Can you drive this thing a half hour away even though it's – $17 for me? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I just did whatever I could to, to make it work. And, and um, it's really crazy because right now the big thing in our industry is people are vendors are out of product. Like Fender in their warehouse right now has six SKUs. And they're SKUs that nobody wants out of all the stuff wow. that they make. I mean, they have neon orange you know, player series <laughs> tellies and left-handed wow. mandolins. Um, All those old FMT tellies. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like st- stuff like that. And so... Reverse flying Vs? Yes, yeah. Wait, no, yes that's Gibson. Gibson. <laughs> they probably have those. And let me just say I'm this. Sure they the do. Gibson With the, was the yeah. very first company to give up during Corona. Really? The early March, they threw their hands up and closed <laughs> and didn't even try to reopen until like June. Nope. Yeah, Gibson. Nope. God, yeah. damn, man. They mm-hmm. just like I, since they had since, a bankruptcy. <laughs> since you brought it up, like, what are your feelings on Gibson? I, it's a long history. I know we can't um, touch on it at all. I know you yeah. had many, many fights with Gibson back in the Bills music days. I still have them and today, I'm, and I'm sure you still have yeah. them now. But what what is the footing of that company now? Um, it, it's faith public relations. <laughs> they say that they're different, but they're not different. At all. <laughs> it's the same old nonsense. It's, you know, the same small-minded stuff. It's, you know, hit or miss, quality control. It, it's, you know, poor customer mm. service. So when they were going through all these big changes and, uh, you know, were, were bought out and, and had all new upper management, they would give all these interviews in the trade magazines, how great they are and how easy they mm-hmm. are to work with. And I would say, well, that's funny because that's not what it feels like down here is the dealer. And... I had a receptionist spend the entire day calling trade magazines and calling Gibson headquarters and people that she found on the internet related to Gibson because I wanted to talk to these high up guys that were given the interviews because what they were saying was just not true and nobody would let me anywhere near them. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, no, I mean, it. it um, it, it turned out to be okay, and uh, it was a lot of hard work, and I, I don't think that I'm quite the same human coming out of it. it I think uh, mentally, it 
maybe does something to you, um, you know, the stress of it all and then spend yeah. all that time on your own working and, and, you know, it's kind of, you're treading water or fighting to survive. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'll be quite the same, uh, as I was before it started good or bad. I don't know really. It's too early to, to tell sure. really, but too early. Yeah. To tell, but, yeah. um, in terms of our industry, it really gave it a much needed boom. And uh, I expect that in a year or so, we will hear a lot of awesome new music and we'll see a lot of new artists and, you know, maybe even new genres or um, new subgenres of, of stuff that we already had um, because yeah. the, the recording aspect alone, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the amount of interfaces and recording <laughs> equipment that was sold yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so, so, you know, hopefully even if half of those people are out there actually learning the programs and making music, there's going to be some s- good stuff coming out. Um, so That's I'm, awesome. I'm excited to, to hear that. And then, you know, also yeah. too, I mean, people had a lot more disposable income than, uh, you know, what they would have had pre-COVID shutdown, whether it be the unemployment or saving, Mm -hmm. you know, working from home, um, you know, no commuting, they didn't take a vacation. Stimulus money. Yeah, stimulus money, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of good instruments are out there in musicians' hands that maybe wouldn't have been able to have them, uh, you know, pre-COVID. So, I mean, I I think that we're going to see some really cool things spin out of this. It's just you have to get through the nonsense of it and let everybody stabilize um but yeah. but music is definitely going to be on the uptick yeah totally. i've um been having a lot of success with my online students yeah throughout the pandemic awesome. you know like uh, there's just amazing like breakthroughs in practicing and just you know co- deep concepts and yeah it's it's it, it's been remarkable to see and it's not just one student you know but rather like pretty consistently everybody yeah it's just do it's just doing great you know so mm -hmm. that's been interesting i think people really adapted well to that we we took um i don't know roughly 350 students and turned them into virtual students and we kept most of them and not only did we keep them they love it because wow yeah it's it's easier they're they're right at home yeah they're they're at home they're they're not taking a time slot just because that's all that was available when they were in in our area um we'll always moving forward offer virtual lessons um i I don't know when we'll bring in-store lessons back um, but even when we do, we'll still keep virtual lessons yeah. on the books. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's a good thing. And some, for some people, it's like, ah, you know, the traffic out there, but, you know, but I love this teacher. Yeah. We'll just do it virtually, you know. And there's definitely some advantages to it. I've I, Luckily, I was doing it before this, so I was, I, I kind of had, you You're know, set a little up bit and of ready a, to go. And, yeah. I was, yeah. yeah, and then, like, I was able to, you know, some people were like, doing so much that i said you know you have all this free time you could double down even <laughs> yeah. two lessons a week <laughs> yeah i've got this i've got i've got one kid i've got one kid taking three lessons a week with me right wow. now wow crap wow and he's just and he just got an eight string kiesel <laughs> and 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 like a three thousand dollar classical guitar and he's just like destroying both of them and i'm like i don't even know what to at do at the same with this time kid. yeah that's it yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, same time style. <laughs> same time yeah 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 but it's 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 wild, and uh, you know, it's, oh, it's, he's, he's 
he's becoming a technician because he's got all this time to practice. He's so disciplined and, you know, just got his uh, routine on. Yeah, so, yeah. And, it's, and that's awesome. And on the, that's on, the technology front, on the technology front, I mean, like, the industry that I, I work in, audiovisual meetings, event technology stuff, we talk about it all the time, this whole COVID thing. It's really taken remote virtual communications and just pushed everybody over the ledge. You know, oh, everyone yeah. is like had a little bit of familiarity with it beforehand, but now it's just like everyone's mm-hmm. like, here you go. This is the only way you're going to be able to communicate with anybody in a work scenario. So, and, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's just, it's been a quantum leap of just, you know, we're 10 yeah. years further down the road than we would have been, mm-hmm. which is another yep. strange benefit or positive from this whole thing. Yeah. Not to mention the, the gift of time that everybody's gotten to do the extra practicing and yeah, the, yeah it's been yeah it, 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 and even lives. um I've met I've mentioned it on the show I, I've these guys have probably heard it two or three times already but even like one of my younger students told me that she f- would fall asleep with the guitar <laughs> that's awesome and you know because she, she was she was stre- she was stressed you know mm-hmm. I could tell I could tell that there was a change we all had to deal with it in our own way and I think it was definitely tough for the kids who are you know, in high school, or early high school, middle school, whatever. Yeah. You know, they're just stuck at home. You know, it's like, oh, can you imagine? Dude, that's kid? the worst. That's <laughs> yeah, like a nightmare yeah. in, in high school. Yeah. And she's and she's also she was also a single child. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Anyway, and and I said that's so great that you love your guitar that much. She's like, yeah, it's so much better than my phone. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I got. That's good. Yeah. So anyway. So I got a, yeah, I got a question for you, Keith. Uh, a little bit of inside baseball, a little bit, but this is just as a as a absolute Fender nerd. Like I love the company Fender Musical Instruments. I always have. I got a Strat back there. I got five other Telecasters on the wall. That's just my brand, right? And so I'm excited when I hear that Fender is coming through this whole process, this whole COVID thing. Hopefully, on the bright side, it sounds like that's that's your take on it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that fair? Yeah. So my, my, my question is, my concern is I haven't picked up a new Fender guitar probably five years, like one new off the shelf. What's the quality like these days? I mean, like, is it just, is it just quantity? Is it just the Fender name that's being, that's being exported or or are they as good as they ever were or better? They're better than they ever were. Wow. Um, Even trickling down to the lower end stuff, you know, what we call the Mexican standard series which is now the player series guitar is mm-hmm. a really amazing guitar for $600. Really? I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's a pro level guitar. It stays in tune. It sounds hear. good. Yeah. I mean, and obviously got, yeah, there one. you go. This is a 20, 2017 Strat. I think it's the professional series. Yep. American pros. What that is. That's a great guitar. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Yeah, that's what you use and, mainly uh, for the red knots, right? That's your yeah. Main. But also, um, in a lot of other situations, it's just a. It's. I, I just needed. I wanted to have something that had a, like a warranty because I knew I was going to be taking it out a lot. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to get something that's like, oh well, you know, th- this is a little janky, but you know, yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just needed to yeah. have something that I knew would be like, you know, it's going to work when you pick the it board. up. No, I mean they've done a yeah. great job um, in terms of uh, early on. Once we really started kind of getting back in the groove of, of selling stuff, and, and I knew that you know the world wasn't really ending um yeah i would go to manufacturers and say can you just give me a list of whatever you have in stock and i would buy as much as i could 
uh, because I could see the shortages coming. And that's what's happening mm-hmm. in the industry now is, is uh, this Christmas, a lot of stores aren't going to have stuff to sell. We'll be fine because we recognized that early and, and bought up, you know, what was available and what was left. Hell yeah, you did, yeah. Keith. Hell yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it, it's been really great because we're selling stuff uh, every day because nobody else has it. And that's phenomenal yeah. because it, it is, uh, Greg, you know from going to NAM, there's so much stuff out there in the world. God. Uh, and yeah. all of a sudden when there's a it's shortage, um, you know, everybody's looking for that one thing. And, that and, one and, thing. Yeah, right. if you have it, you win. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, so it's, it's awesome. It's exactly, yeah. No, that's great, man. That's really good uh, heads up. And uh, it's funny, man, because we were talking about Gibson earlier and like you should see that at NAM, I mean, Gibson is like, Excuse my language, but they are like the big swinging yeah. now. <laughs> like their room yeah. is insane. Yeah. They have like a luthier, like carving like yeah. crazy stuff into the guitar. <laughs> you know, a, a, a full stage with like some usually like some pretty killer band up on you know or whatever some band yeah. on there. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like you're it. The, you're at the nine thirty yeah. club. That's like mm-hmm. their room. That's what it feels like. And they have every like I think they have a Les Paul from every year since nineteen fifty nine. Just like Damn. in a row. It just goes on and on, and um, anyway, it's like you so you go in there, you're like, "Wow, Gibson's doing pretty well, huh?" You know. Well, and then and then you hear you hear about these after parties and stuff. At least they're marketing that, you know, parties, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> the optics, right? Are good. But it's like, yeah, but that's that's where Keith, yeah, exactly where Keith was saying. Yeah, if you took that same uh, energy and attitude and put it towards you know <laughs> making a freaking making instrument, a playable instrument all the time, every time. <laughs> yeah then you'd really be doing yeah. something, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's weird, man. I, I guess I, I just missed you when, when we were both out there. Um, and I did, uh, Blue, uh, D'Angelica, was like one of the few guys that I just never crossed paths with. So I was like, you're Blue. Yeah. Like, you're the yeah. one guy. Because that's what you're like, you're like, you know Blue, right? I was like, actually, I don't think so. But anyway, he was, yeah, he was, uh, he was there this year, as you know. Well, you were on stage and, uh, when I came. Oh, is that yeah, what you were on stage. So I was oh. supposed to come at a certain time. Oh, but I, that's right. As always, you know, it takes you like a half hour to get from one area to the other. So mm-hmm. I was going to be there at, let's say, 2. And I think you said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be there at 2. And then I got there at yeah. 2.30 or 2.45, and you were on stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was a Saturday. That was, yeah, it was a good, it was a good day. But, man, I, I, you know, it's... It, we talked about it last week that it's canceled this year, but I'm kind of like, Phew. yeah, I'm like, fine. There's with a that. little, there's a little <laughs> bit of relief after going the last four years because I'm like, wow. I mean, it's it's so great and such a, but it's I don't know. I throw I I, I go pretty hard. It's like it's like <laughs> for those four days, like it's like you were saying earlier, like no one's out working me. I'm like there. I'm doing everything for for d'angelico yeah. that they need on top of doing like my own networking stuff and i got dragged down to do uh some demos for high watt oh wow through a friend of mine it's, 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 and this is all happening with you know in one hour you'll be like yanked into this and then that and this is happening and then you bump into someone you know and then they're like well come come meet us here and it, so you know that kind of intensity is fun but man i need like a week of recovery that's right yeah that. and you realize you forgot <laughs> to eat and the other thing you've had is like <laughs> Warm, That's why you're shaking. Coors Lights yeah. or something. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the Angelico booth. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Get some oh, yeah. calories somehow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So who else but, is uh, killing it? Like, what are, what are some other brands or products that are just absolutely killing it right now? You said in, um, interfaces. And yeah, Focusrite Interfaces has been huge. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, 
American-made Martin Mike's? guitars, and really? and uh, I ran a report, and we had sold forty-six American-made Martin guitars in forty days. Wow! Like forty-six in, in April. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Oh like, my god! Yeah. Dude. Have wow. sales sustained that like that that craziness from April through June? Have they sustained, they, or did they kind of like taper? They a bit? slowed down um, roughly in July. Uh, but they're still tracking better than what they were last year. Um, mm-hmm. So when you look at the month, uh, you know, like let's take July, you're still up, you know, pretty significant amount more more than yeah. than uh, you know in, in years prior. We're, we're up every year, uh, year over year, just in terms of, of growth. Uh, right. But but this is um, different. This is is not that. The next level. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's certainly the next level. Um, yeah, so Martin yeah. was really big. Uh, Paul Reed Smith was really big. And uh, as always, they were a great partner throughout all of Corona, you know, in, in terms of, uh, you know, shipping out product when they were able to, uh, being available to, to help, uh, you know, with uh, end user problems or calls or anything and just kind of being a good general uh, sounding board because I need that sometimes. Um mm-hmm. Or a banjo lesson. Yeah, or a banjo lesson. Microphones uh, were huge. Um, headphones were huge. Studio monitors were huge. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, mainly home recording but, um, and then luxury guitar stuff. I was going to say, uh, uh, speaking of PRS, because I, I follow Island Music on uh, on Facebook, and then you posted a photo of uh, somebody, walk, somebody posing with their Mark Holcomb signature. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and and Mark's a buddy, so I tagged him, and then he gave he gave That's kind of the. That's right. I remember seeing yeah. that. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And then like a bunch a bunch of people like like liked yeah. Mark's you know comment on that. But we gotta give give Mark a shout out. You know. Yeah. Thank Mark, you for Mark doing Holcomb that. Mark Holcomb from Periphery and Haunted Shores and mm-hmm. uh, that other stuff. We might have to get him on here. We've had the uh, drummer uh, Matt. Halprin, oh yeah, uh, at the store yeah. before for a clinic, and he was a really nice guy. He's like yeah. eight feet tall. I mean, he's like <laughs> really yeah, no, he's, tall. He's, guy. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. My, one of my oldest college buddies uh, was in that band when they when they first started, and was up up through their second record. Oh, cool. And he was he was the bassist, so I was like, it it was quite an interesting perspective into that band's kind of ascension trajectory. Yeah, you know, just from straight like from the internet yeah like they were they were like an internet thing anyway that's a that's a different conversation but uh (laughs) shout out to mark you know making those cool prs guitars thanks mark thank you mark (laughs) (laughs) well thank you keith uh before we let you go we've uh we got another guest we gotta we gotta get to here yeah um what else? What else you got on tap? We've been working on on some songs. We've been doing some cover songs, shooting some uh, projects back and forth. Oh, I love this. I've had a lot of fun. So I thought in the beginning that I would have all this time on my hands and I would be able to do <laughs> learn like learn all these things that I, I wanted yeah. to learn. And, and uh, so I have all this great recording gear and, and uh, you know obviously my guitar collection and my amp collection and everything. So I was like, yeah, I'm really I'll get into recording and then you know, da, da. but. I got so busy I didn't have a chance to do anything. So one day, John <laughs> yeah. texts me a random song by Cracker, and he's like, "Do you want to <laughs> do you want to cover this song?" And I was like, "Yeah, we could, sure." Um, I don't. Know I how figured to use I would just hit you out stuff. of the blue with no context, yeah. just like, "Hey, yeah. let's do this, Cracker." Yeah. Huh? This song cover question mark? Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> we we, mm-hmm. uh, we I, we've made it happen. I, I've struggled a little bit in terms of like 
getting the files back to John. <laughs> I mean, I've tried. I, 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 you know, it's, it's no, like, no, no, it's a learning no curve. It's so we, easy. We got you just there. Press we this button, there. and then I'm sending him like you know Chinese hieroglyphics. You know, yeah. or, or there's, like, there's a learning curve to my that. Notepad or something. The, the, the important yeah, part right. is Keith. We got there. We got yeah. there. And now yeah. I just I just yeah. need to re-record the vocal, and we'll have something. Wait, we'll have something. Yeah. Wait, this is this, this so, isn't this isn't the second verse. This is his laundry list. Pretty much. During the, the little bit of downtime that I've I had, um, here's an artist you guys really need to check out, Steve Poltz. Has anybody heard of Steve Poltz? Not at all. P-O-L-T-Z. Yep, you guys need to check him out. So he his initial claim to fame was he co-wrote the song "You Were Meant for Me" with Jewel. Oh, okay, okay. Sure. Oh, yeah. he was in that same um, you know California music scene folk singer kind of guy, and uh, mm-hmm. he has some amazing stuff. I don't even know how I discovered him, but he was like the big hit. During the spring for me, he's got a really good um, song called Folk Singer, which anybody who's ever been in a band uh, or ever played any gigs will really get a kick out of this song. It is awesome. It's every Spinal tapish thing that could <laughs> ever happen to you gig-wise in a song that's so catchy and so nice. funny. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he's got a lot of good stuff, so I would say check him out. But yeah, other than that, I worked, listened to Steve Poltz. Uh, I built a nice garden. Uh, during that couple couple weeks, so I could have uh, yeah. all In my vegetables da- and stuff. That's what the you veggies, were doing right? while you're supposed to be recording my song, dude. No, this is you're way before. Thinking- oh, okay. this is way before. Yeah, no. <laughs> he was harvesting when he was supposed <laughs> to be yeah, recording right. yes, your yes, song. Yes, yes. <laughs> I had really great tomatoes, green peppers, squash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had a really nice garden this year. So. Hey, man, glad to hear it. Glad Good to hear stuff, it. Dude. I'm so glad that you're doing well and that Island Music is thriving. Uh, guys, check out uh, his store, Island Music Co. Dot com? Yep. Is that right? Cool. Indeed. That's right. Well, hey, we would be remiss, man, if we didn't play some up-tempo, deep-cut Van Halen tracks. <laughs> what do you say, Keith, oh, to play man. out? Love it. Let's All do right. it. What do, you, what do you got in mind, man? Uh, well, you want to do uh, Loss of Control? Romeo's Delight? Hmm. Well, so, I, I, I you know, again, <laughs> behind the scenes, I reached out to Keith for a list of deep-cut uh, Van Halen tracks that I could potentially play yeah. on, on the show tonight. He sent me about 27 that I could sit through. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm going to yeah. go with Romeo Delight. Oh, beautiful. You like that? Beautiful. Love it. Cool. This All is right. perfect. I've been on a Van Halen kick myself. Sweet. Nice. My man. Perfect. <laughs> Very <Yes>. good. <laughs> well, hey, Keith, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Absolutely. Thank Keith, you thank for having you. me. Hopefully I'll I'll be back uh, when there's some more exciting good news. I told you last time I was going to debut my Rocktoberfest headliner on mm. your show. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're canceled. So <laughs> next year. Next year. Oh. Hey, next year. Absolutely. Debut next year. That's right. <laughs> yes. Anytime, man. Great to hear from you. All right. See you it guys. Fantastic, man. Later. Yeah, dude. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see, see you. Thanks, buddy. Peace.
Oh man, I love I I've been list I've been on a Van Halen kick lately, man. And oh, I'm not really? even talking I have. It's not, it's a coincidence that Keith wanted to play some of that stuff. Um there's still so much of their discography I haven't actually checked out, but uh-huh. man, I that I is, love those hits, dude. Uh, yeah, I I'm, love I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I never have gone on a deep Van Halen dive, but after listening, sorting through Keith's significant list of, of deep tracks, <laughs> yeah. most, of, most of which had like some redeeming quality. Not all of them. I mean, some of them were like, <laughs> yeah, I really don't think that. But, but man, but, most of them are like, that is a really sick groove they're getting into. Like really, well, really tight that, band. Eddie, as far as I know, and maybe... Maybe our next guest will shine a light on this because he, he, he tends to know a thing or two about this. But Eddie has a pretty good reputation among other musicians as far as far as like the things that I've been reading and seeing. And it's everyone from Helen Holdsworth to like Jerry Cantrell. I saw this great interview with Jerry Cantrell. who's just going on and on about how awesome Eddie was to him. And hmm. um, I just really like Eddie. And I actually just found out that he's been battling cancer. Yeah. Um, oh shoot. So I and that. I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's it might be starting to be tough for him. I I don't know, but he's just he just seems like a really uh, he's always been an inspirational figure to me. Cool. And to hear people saying good things about him gives me hope that like oh you can be this like virtuoso talent and not leave this trail of like filth behind you <laughs> yeah that is the coolest you know, thing you know. when like an artist that you love turns out to also be a really good person it is yeah. nice <laughs> to be like, so. like ah yeah. knew it yeah knew it. but also just i also just like been when i hear those songs now i'm i'm, I'm picking up on what he's doing with his synth you know mm-hmm. and and like the way he's writing the songs paying attention some of the songs it. yeah just, yeah you know like there's a song why can't this be love oh, it's like I a, love that song. A, yeah. I know because there's so many cool parts in it. some mm-hmm. of them are really strange that bridge like, is you know, crazy you know yeah anyway anyway so yeah so what are we doing now guys what are we doing well I mentioned I mentioned the mystery guest the second guest David Lee Roth we could have David Lee Roth or we could have the mystery box Ooh, mystery box. Mystery oh box. man. Okay. Mystery box. Mystery box. All right. All right. All right. It's Wyan, our good buddy Wyan. We're hey! gonna weigh in with Wyan. Yeah, weigh in with Wyan. <laughs> well, uh, well, assuming, uh, assuming, <laughs> assuming, of course, he's available. So we'll have to, we'll have to give him a ring at home. I don't he know. He rarely Wait, picks this, up. This would be really awkward if we called and he didn't pick up. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> he's a, he's a it's he radio, be a busy guy. Radio on the edge. Man, we're always living on the edge. Right, well, let's, maybe let's, we could let's maybe see, we could leave him a voicemail to schedule a time. <laughs> let's just give it a shot. What do you That'd make great radio. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's ringing. It's two rings. Mm. Yeah, it's probably oh, just going to go. Uh, Hello? Oh, there what he the? is. Hey. Hey, Wyatt. Wyatt. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Wyatt. Thank you. Aww. Good to be back. There he is. Yay. Yes. We've been talking about a whole bunch of different things, and actually, um, you know, the main topic just discussed with our first guest, Keith, who's the owner of uh, Island Music in La Plata, Maryland, a music store that's been thriving through the pandemic, although it, it was a sharp dip at first, probably mm-hmm. around the time that we last talked to you. Yep. 
mm-hmm. where everything was right. a li- was pretty doom and gloom. And mm-hmm. let's face it, we're not out of the woods yet, and mm-hmm. we've seen some. There's been some consequences, obviously, and there will continue to be. But it's been interesting to note that uh, there was this 2017 Washington Post article talking about how musical gear is uh, and guitars specifically are on the way out. And now all of a sudden, a New York Times article coming out this month saying guitars are back. They're back. Fender's having its greatest year in its history, and it's not even October. What uh, what do you make of this? I mean... So I was working at Guitar Center when in Portland, Oregon, when Intel did uh, a fairly large layoff in, I think, 2002-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sold so many guitars <laughs> in those first few months, all clearly to ex-Intel employees. <laughs> um, I, I think that wow. there's just something about, uh, like, you it. know, I mean, especially, like... Yeah. In, in, well, and I mean, we would even sort of joke that, like, you know, to, to the customers that we were selling them, like, so uh, do you need a, a book of blues songs to play with this guitar? <laughs> and half the time they'd be like, sure. you know what, yeah. actually? Sure, I have I have the Nick Drake songbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that, you know, guitar is a very accessible instrument. Mm-hmm. And in times of strife, I think that people understand on like almost an instinctual level that there is some comfort and relief to be had in the world of music. So yeah, I mean, I I think that like, you know, obviously that would increase uh, guitar sales, but I think that a lot of like, I think the keyboard sales are up in a lot of different categories. I think there's a lot of different, like just instruments that you can play at home that are doing well in sales. And definitely home studio gear, which Keith mentioned was doing very, very well. And I thought it would be interesting to ask you because I know you've been stepping up your, uh, home studio game a little bit yeah well i mean honestly um like for me personally it, i moved to portland oregon from uh from well, i was in queens new york uh, last mm-hmm. time we talked um and i mean it's always been the case that there's stuff for sale used here but there's just uh, there's so much stuff right now uh, like I could see, yeah I could my see desk that. that i that i have my computer set up on right now is actually a yamaha cp25 uh vintage electric piano <laughs> um i don't play the piano like this is like part of it is like well i mean i got this vintage electric might piano well. i might as well learn to play this yeah. thing <laughs> very cool um so you know so i can start taking lessons and whatnot um but yeah, I mean, a lot of this setup has all just been purely like people. I think there's a lot of stuff moving around, both from directly from the manufacturer to the consumer, and also between consumers. Um, and it's interesting that you bring up the home studio part of that because one of the tricky things with the home studio is like I have like I have a decent pair of I have like a few different sets of monitors in different places, interfaces. I got all the instruments and everything like that. I cannot get the mics that I want to save my life. <laughs> oh, really? Because really? they're sold yeah. out everywhere. Yeah, and like, what uh, mics like, are those? like in particular, like I've been, I've been trying in particular, I've been trying to get my hands on an Audio Technica forty forty. Oh yeah, um, and mm. those have just been sold out like everywhere for months. Mm. Um, and it's a lot of you know, uh, oh, yeah, the SM seven B been sold out for quite I mean, some time too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's I mean, and a lot of it is because of stuff like this, where like you know. The musicians yeah. are competing with the podcasters and people who yeah. like you know th- that's a whole different market that like doesn't even like factor into the sales of these products mm-hmm. for these companies most of the time. I couldn't uh, believe but, it. Know, I went I, to I went to Micro Center uh, a couple weeks ago, and while I was there, I was picking up other stuff. I was like, well, I, I kind of need to up my webcam game a little bit. They didn't have any yeah. webcams. Yeah, not nope. a single one. At right? Micro Center. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah. it. Just none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a lot of I think ring lights are, are really hard to come by right now. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of different mm-hmm. things like that that are just really oh. hard. To... Greg, you're about to yep. show off here. Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
who are early adopters. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, why we can't all have filmmakers in our lives. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man. Uh, I gotta look good, okay? The last What's time that? we talked, you were in you were in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I believe you were Queens production manager. Was that um, what was your I title had... at the Brooklyn Bowl? Um, oh, I was. I could. Yeah, last time we talked, I was still technically the production manager at Brooklyn Bowl, uh, which is yeah. obviously no longer the case now that I live in Portland. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's the what's the yeah. story? What's here? going on, man? Yeah. Um. I mean, that's. I don't want to go into too much detail there. Yeah, but, I was gonna like, say, um, I mean, but, it's, you know, but realistically, I mean, like, the boundaries. Everybody who works, like, I mean, most people who work for venues don't have a job right now. Um, right. A, a yeah. venue that that Greg and I played before in Pittsburgh that we were quite fond of, uh, run by people that we really liked, uh, called the Rex, uh, just closed down permanently, and they've been like Ugh. doing everything they can to prevent themselves from doing that, and they got like you know various loans and things like that, but still yeah. like. And it's and it was a fairly lean operation to begin with, and they still like in Pittsburgh, and they couldn't keep it open. Hmm. Yeah, I, every time yeah. I pass by uh, any kind of performing arts theater or any kind of just venue of any kind, I, you know, if the lights are still on, it's like good on you, buddy. I like I don't know Hang how there, it's happening. Yeah. I don't know how it's happening yeah. still. It's yeah. kind of the other it's, side it's of this whole pandemic thing, you know, the live music era. The, yeah, the well, instrument I mean, sales are doing well, but live music is still. Yeah, the, things you the, can do at home right. alone. I mean, this, this, this yeah, is the thing right, that, great, that but... like making music is still as healthy as it's ever been, if not healthier, because people actually have the time yeah. to be working on it. Um, yep. The music business is in complete freefall, and you know, there's good and bad around that. Uh, it makes me really sad that a lot of these venues are closing, but there's also some venues that are like looking at closing too that are not that sad are going to close. Um, and I think, That's true, yeah. Um, and I think honestly, like, there's a lot of things happening right now with like, you know, conflict with uh, Spotify and other streaming services that, that like, you know, because we're still creating this art, but there's no way to make money in it the way that the system worked before. Right. I think everybody's kind of yeah. getting to the point now where it's like, well, so why should we do that system? Right, right, right. Now that the live music has has dried up, yeah, people are going to be relying more on the streaming services, which well, and, and looking certain... more to see that that's the paycheck that pays the bills, right. and and partly and that, and also partly not, like yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that we're all still uh, uh, optimistic that live music will come back at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. But to that end, like I don't think anybody wants it to look the way that it did before. I mean, like at certain levels, it's fairly functional. But once you get up above, like you know, the thousand cap club level the business becomes very sketchy and yeah you know you got the whole thing like you know up to like kanye like you know posting his record contracts to you know sort of demonstrate to the world how unfair like the biggest stars in the world's contracts are mm-hmm. yeah yeah i yeah. uh one of my favorite artists jason isbill he just announced that he's going to be doing a series of shows in october um he found a venue in tennessee that is basically an open air i don't know a field basically with a stage um, and so, you know, everyone's going to be in these little pods that's going to be there, but then they're also live streaming it. So, yeah. you know, I think a total of like a thousand people maybe might get to go see these shows. I know, mean, I think this, very, is, this, is, this is still I, the, like the, the, the bandaid phase of it. Um, right, but right. I, it I, doesn't I, feel right. You know, like, no, I don't have a problem with it. We're still it, waiting. But, you know, it's, yeah. It, yeah. it's just a bandaid, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like technically, like we could all be booking shows in Florida right now, but none of us want to do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that I'm hoping that this time off will allow us to sort of like totally reexamine the whole thing and be like, so what do we want 
live music to look like once we get to do that again and how do we want that to balance against our income uh from recording Mm -hmm. uh once that's all put together again and i mean in a lot of ways we kind of have a lot of those business like uh, from the musician end we we're there's a certain amount of strength there because if none of us are making any money like we're used to that like we know how to navigate (laughs) that and how to work with that and be like okay well so if we're not going to make any money let's come up with plans for like how we're going to execute this otherwise uh but you know the major labels the like live nation venues places like that like if they're not making money they have no idea what to do that's true yeah yeah and a lot of those venues got or uh organization got bought by bigger you know, uh, bigger organizations that were hoping to like Live Nation is a good example yeah. of that. You know, um, um, although even there, like it, it, it occurs to me that a lot of these venues that have been going under recently, like if Live Nation was any sort of is, was in any position of strength, they would just be buying these venues. Yeah. But the fact that these like very popular, successful venue businesses are going under right now without Live Nation swooping in to try to, to buy yeah. them up suggests that Live Nation's in no position to do anything right now. Well, either. I remember <laughs> one of the. One of, one, one of the first things I remember seeing uh, uh, that really raised my eyebrows about the pandemic was Live Nation losing like $2 billion in a day in stock. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, because like, they realized... Like, oh, it was their oh. stock valuation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, because like, there's going to be zero... Right in, it's gonna, yeah, there's going to be zero, you know. But uh, it also brings up on a much... On a smaller scale... Um, actually, Wyan, you know the band Orgone. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so their singer Adrian um, is has been doing a small concert series at her house, and it's like twenty five people. Uh, yeah, so I've masks. seen like like have you post? I've seen a few different friends of mine post pictures of that at different times. Yeah, it's it's really great because this she she is just an incredible singer. Yeah, and um, yeah, is a friend, and so I just been uh, lucky enough to go down to Long Beach. Which is just a, uh, you know, maybe twenty miles uh, from here, and uh, this was six-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, not actually not during the pandemic. That's another bit. That's been another good thing, you know. Um, yeah, I haven't hit. Well, it's coming back, but uh, anyway, it's a pretty easy drive actually, and so I, I get down there, and um, yeah, uh, little, uh, you know, lawn chairs, bring a little food. You know, and and they ha- they have they've spray uh, painted like little dots in the grass that are like six Spacers, feet apart yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, and you and she curates a night where she invites two other singers. And uh, the first night, I couldn't tell you their names, but if you, whatever, if you if you go to Adrian De Leon, uh, or if you go to her music page on Facebook or look up the band Orgone, um, you can find her and you can see this. But the second time we went, it was a soul night soul music night and so the first singer was a was a girl who sings in turquoise you know turquoise was it uh Mm -hmm. uh, shira or uh uh, sammy shira shira i'm sorry what's uh, what's turquoise turquoise is a jam band um from brooklyn from brooklyn how would you classify them why i mean i mean they're they're, they're definitely in the jam band scene but they were also like their big tour that got scuttled for this summer was supposed to be touring around playing remain in light with jerry harrison and adrian (gasps) blue Whoa. That's right. Oh my Whoa. God. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And they, they, they actually, they, they, everybody should check this out. They, they just dropped a single with uh, um, Adrian and, uh, and Jerry. Uh, oh, I and, I, and I believe that they have, yeah. and I think they've technically rescheduled the tour for next summer. Should that be something that can even happen? Right, right. Um, I, hope they, I hope they get that together because that would be really, really cool. Yeah. I'm actually. They were I'm, singing I'm, in a, some kind of different language, they were singing in Turkwa. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> but no. But yeah, and then the the the, the second singer of the soul of the soul event was the the singer from the Main Squeeze. Did you know that band? Yeah. The Main Squeeze. Yeah. yeah. So and it's great. I'm just seeing, I'm seeing these like insanely good singers. He's awesome. In with, with like with like twenty people, you know, mm-hmm. just, just and uh, and they're live streaming it on Facebook and trying to get tips. But so that was that was a real creative way to sort of get around the obvious hurdles, you know. Yeah. But you but being there, you're like, wow, it, I miss this all so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have missed. I, this. I think there is yeah. something in this do-it-yourself model that's that's translatable to the future. Um, and that puts a lot more mm-hmm. of the power in the performer's hands where it's like, you know, like come to my house and yeah. sit yeah. in my backyard yeah, exactly. and, you know, yeah. pay me and money directly to... to get into my backyard. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's, I think, I'd like to think it's worked out for her. I mean, everyone has a great time. I don't know what the numbers look like, but, um, you know, she, I mean, the numbers yeah. are terrible she, she everywhere, she, but making yeah. any money is right. 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 But yeah. she, she, she rents a porta potty. <laughs> that's, I think that's like, I think that's. <laughs> But the exposure, well, yeah, so people, don't, people, don't have, the exposure. So people don't have to go in the, in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it is it is on Facebook, right? You know, it's it's live streamed. So, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it it you never know. It could get it could generate some steam, you know. And like if she, I forgot. Uh, I'm actually doing one of those October 10th with Janine, Janine Wilson. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. It'll be the first time I've picked up an electric guitar in like a year so this will be fun wow all right <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah no no it was uh, uh janine uh came through and she was gonna just hold like a little back porch concert with some neighbors you know socially distanced mm-hmm. and we're gonna live stream it and it was just one of those things that kind of came together pretty organically and it caught me by surprise because i've just been playing acoustic really mostly so i was like well mm-hmm. i guess i gotta start woodshedding nice. again but That's it's awesome, it's man. been cool to see like that yeah. kind of creative approach, and I I hope that it does open up some new doors for other performers that maybe weren't as comfortable to do that before, you know, are now getting right. in on that that scene. Yeah. yeah, and I think those that survive this and 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 persist. I mean, I think the empowerment that comes out of making it through this, it really does change your perspective on having to follow the old rules. Um, yeah. Forcing yourself to find other avenues, right. which do you have yeah, to go? Like, do you have to be beholden to getting a great big venue to be in front? Or, the only, right. or the only way that I can make the money is by is by my live is by live performing. Like right. having to be yeah. forced to cho- to find ways to 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 generate income in lieu of that reality. I mean, when it comes back, and it will come back. When is really the question, and how yeah, much everything's changed target. in between now and when that time actually comes? Kind of, you know. Yeah. So, uh, why I have a question for you. What what are the things? What are the types of venues that you said you, when, when you're like? There are some that I'm maybe not. I'm not trying to nah. get you to name any names. <laughs> I wanted name to ask any. too. I wanted. To, yeah, I second no, this but, question. But, but what are the this. characteristics of those venues? So that this is so, so that it's a warning for anybody who's listening to this and might be opening a new venue. Don't do this because we're gonna wish that you do close. <laughs> we're gonna wish wish your demise. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, like like yes. we we toured together. We we you we've experienced the differences between the like you know a place like the Rex versus like places and 
the middle of the country that you know don't necessarily have a business model per se um Mm -hmm. you know i think that people need to take that business a little bit more seriously and Mm -hmm. i think that um it's also forcing i mean honestly you know the venue owners the promoters and everybody are also sort of facing this reality now that like oh we we've always been engaged in this totally unsustainable business model and hanging (laughs) out by the skin of our teeth and you know maybe there's a better way for all of us that is a little Mm. bit fairer and a little bit more sustainable and, and functional and and whatnot um but yeah, I mean, it's mostly just around like, you know, there's venues that I know that don't necessarily do, that do poor business or, you know, business actually harmful to musicians. And I'm not sad to see any of those go. Gotcha. Yeah, I've always so been. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, hopefully this business will come back and I would like to continue to work in this business. So fair enough. Right, fair right, enough. Right, fair right, 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 right. Not burning any bridges. Makes sense. Nope, Makes nope, sense. Nope, nope. <laughs> Just burning the small bridges. And <laughs> <laughs> I've always been on the fence about the uh, overall value of capitalism, but I think this whole period has actually shown how how valuable a capitalist experience can be in, in, in what is it called? Something about the shaft. Wheat from the shaft? Yeah, taking the... Separating? Separating, separating the, the, wheat the, the sh- wheat from the shaft. Wheat from the shaft. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say that this, this period has demonstrated to us uh, what a poor design capitalism is in general yeah, well there's there's also that <laughs> but wine you're in portland so you have to yeah yeah this protester's outside his window a couple weeks yeah. away from them calling it la uh, an anarchist jurisdiction too so you know calm down oh, that's true nah we're, we're good here we're good, we're good. yeah um, oh man yeah but uh but hey portland's been okay yeah i i mean i listen we see that we see or we did you know we until the smoke came. Jesus, you guys had to deal <laughs> with that smoke. Sh- well, I mean, we just took a couple of weeks off and, like, you know, like, instead of, instead of uh, protesting in the streets, we, like, you know, gathered food and supplies and shelter for people who had to evacuate from the fires and whatnot. Oh, um, yeah. And then yeah, once man. the fires cut and come, came down and the smoke cleared and everything, then we went back into the protesting and oh, right. getting beat up by the cops. Um, although, actually, there was... Uh, so one of the, the more... Like, it's not that big of a thing here, and by and large, like, the protesters kind of win. Like, they get beat up a lot by the cops, but, like, I mean, there's so much footage of cops just being atrocious that, like, none of this yeah. is good for them. Um, but one of the more problematic things has been that we do have uh, the tendency for white supremacist groups to rally in Portland specifically for the purpose of provoking the, the yeah. Yeah. protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. they did that on Saturday, and they expected thousands of people to show up uh, armed and ready to cause massive mayhem, and couple hundred people showed up and they were mostly you know jeered at by the significant number of of just like casual protesters who outnumbered them like it wasn't even so so it was a couple hundred white supremacists showed up not counter protesters yeah no, yeah no, like, like instead of thousands of them there was like a couple hundred that of wasn't them. I, it was in the headlines everywhere yeah like, yeah Portland no like the, the, it, it was for, it was a yeah. complete bust um and and on top of that like the counter the the the, the, the like that our, our homegrown protesters the ones who've been here for hundreds of days protesting um by and large chose to ignore them so like you know like what i was saying was that like they were basically outnumbered by like casual like just people walking by on the street who had like <laughs> you know progressive viewpoints and be like oh you guys suck and there's more of us than you, so go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? I'm, I'm glad that turned out to be a bust. Yeah, yes. no, me too. Yeah, we need some peace. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you know, no, I get it, 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 it but uh, well, I'm just saying that like my sister lives in Portland. You know, I want I, you know. Wait, she are you, does? I, I, she does. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either, Greg. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, Do you have a sister. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, Nick. Oh, I roll. No, yeah. Um, Her name yeah. is Austin. Uh, but so you know, that's that's uh, that's why that's why I mean that's what I mean. You know, like I I I sub- fully support the you know the I, expression. I, I, I assure you that your sister is completely safe. I know, I know that, and that's a thing. Unless, that of course, I, I she realize, has like, like you know, ask her if she's ordered a gas mask or anything recently, and then you might want to ask her about her decision making. And, well, she, well, she, you know. she has been, she has been live streaming from the protests. But I guess, oh, then no, no, uh, no but uh, yeah, you know, it's. it's I, I realize it's, 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 there's a there's a small segment of Portland that gets hot with this stuff, but then the rest is like completely. Yeah, I mean, it's only ever like a, it's a couple blocks at a time. Yeah. Right. And yeah, like I mean, it's so. it's moved much closer to me since I've moved here, uh, but it's still like not something that like like the tear gas isn't getting to my house. It is getting to other people's houses, but it's not like wow. Which yeah. is the fact that That's you had to intense. like mention like speak that sentence is like yeah very <laughs> indicative of where we are That's in twenty twenty right different now. Different world. <laughs> oh, yeah. the tear yeah. gas yeah. isn't getting to my window, so neighbors neighbors like I mean, there are other people who have problems with it, but. But, but the the most important question that everyone's dying to know the answer to is is Voodoo's Donuts open oh, right yes. now? I mean, what are they? Oh, what's oh the yeah, deal yeah, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, okay, I think yeah. that the uh, I think Blue Star might be the only one that's kind of taken a hit in this. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, and uh, Heavenly is near one of the the I think they're near like the police union building. Uh, so they they things get a little messy over there every once in a while. But otherwise, the donut scene in Portland is by and large uh, mm. intact. Thank God. Ah oh, man, it's crazy that you're. It's crazy that you're back in Portland, dude. You know, we had. I, I saw Wyan the last weekend of February. Oh, that's um, right! Wow. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I stayed with with you. Um, I was up there uh, getting ready to celebrate my mom's 60th birthday. She's a lip. She's a leap year baby, so that's how I know that's exactly right. when it was. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I hung out with Wyan for a few days. He took me to this place called Pies and Thighs. It was like a chick, <laughs> chick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh man, that's probably the last the weirdest trip meal I had. ever. And that was the that was the weekend when things when it all started to drop, right? Because that I remember no, I, th- I, th- that I think that's that's around when like we started hearing whispers and like you know at an administrative level at my venue we were starting to be like so there might be this thing that we have to worry about in the very near future. Mm-hmm. It's not really like mm-hmm. a thing yet. Um, but yeah, we weren't we weren't quite it's at the point China. yet. Where we were we were like, all right, any day now this is all going to shut down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, the reality hadn't sunk in. It was just yeah. um, no. But but I'll tell you what. I mean, I think a week after my mom's birthday, when I was in, I had just played in Austin at Antone's. And we we left Austin, went to like you know a town three miles, three three hours away. And when we got there, we were like, we saw the announcement that South by had been canceled. Oh right, I remember you saying that story. And yeah. we were like, right. I was yeah. like, I cannot. Like I, I literally cannot believe what I'm reading right now. Anyway, yeah, it's all it's all been such a such a blur since then, you know. But uh, I, did you, uh, you did you drive across the country or did you did you just get, get a? I, get I a, flew this jet, time. Jet blue. It, it, yeah, g- yeah. Given the circumstances, I figured I'd rather spend six hours on a JetBlue plane. Uh, yeah. With people spaced out, and it was actually it was like a brand yeah. new plane. Like I, I had like new plane I, smell. I, yeah. No, I, wow, I, I, that's yeah. okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been flying. It's uh, it doesn't it doesn't freak me out, but uh, I can understand why some people somebody would want to drive instead. I right. just didn't know what. You, what like, um, I, didn't know I, I, you I, were, I do like, actually have a few around. friends who have driven across the country during quarantine, and none of them recommend yeah. it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, like I mean, a lot of the rest stops are closed, and there's like you know, oh. like, oh. all all the things that make it functional to drive across the country <laughs> aren't really. Oh 
active Spotty. at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I told these guys this uh, this story. I think I did uh, when I was in Idaho, and I, I had my mask in my pocket. I, I took I, I went into a gas station. I, I walked in, took three steps, and I was like, "Oh, sh- I forgot my mask. Excuse me." And the lady at the counter was like, "We don't do that here." <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do that here. Yeah. Oof. Breathe oh, yeah. into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come here. Let's French kiss. Okay. Hey. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, I mean, it's just a, obviously like throughout the country, a lot of different attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, glad you made it out there in Portland safe and sound. And yeah, Getting yeah, some no, it's, new it's, gear it's, and having fun. It's a good place to be. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's much more, it feels much more comfortable to just be like chilling and like collecting instruments and <laughs> doing new things with them here than yeah. it was in New York. Like in New York, it was really like, you the, the energy of everybody being locked in is, is uh, not comfortable. No. Yeah, my brother, yeah, no, my brother's been living in uh, New York City, uh, Upper Manhattan for Couple, last couple of years with his was fiance and now wife and they've had to move uh, up to Westchester to be with their parents just to get out of that whole that whole scene I think it was yeah. pretty stressful and, and, for them well, and, and it's weird too because like, like New York is functioning fairly well all things considered yeah. like they're like we really took it seriously that there's like a pandemic going on and we need to like make sure oh, not yeah. to get each other sick mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it's still just like like just that level of anxiety across that many people in such a small space is is palpable. Yeah. Infectious in and of itself, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's a little bit more relaxed here, and like there's just more space here. Like you more know, I can, space. Like run yeah. around yeah. in my backyard. I can go on a hike. I can go to yeah. the coast. Like yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. No. Well, thanks so no much doubt. for checking in, Wyatt. It's great to hear from you, and yeah, I hope you're doing well. And yeah, uh, you guys stay too. safe it's out there. Man. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll weigh in with you again. Cool. Sounds, it's great you know, seeing you, man. Cool. Hey, to you. before yeah. we let you go, sir. Yes. Let's get a music pick from you. Ooh, uh, I think that I was plugging these guys the last time, uh, but Ooh, uh, nice. since the last time that we talked, uh, my basically my favorite band of the last few years, uh, Butcher Brown, uh, oh, dropped yeah. their <laughs> uh, like dropped their new album on Concord Records. It's called King Butch. Uh, and there's a track on it called 1992 written by their guitarist Morgan Burrs that I'm quite fond of and uh, let's play that beautiful yeah. we shall do that and I have to say before we go like once you recommended Butcher Brown it, and I heard the clip that we played the last time you were on I went on a very deep dive on Butcher Brown they're so good man I really yeah, really yeah, enjoy yeah. their stuff and, it, yeah. and like, yeah, it's like, like they're, oh, they're, nice. they're so young and they're making music that sounds like they're like you know in their 40s and they've been making yeah. it for the last like in the entirety of their lives for sure. We should talk more. We should talk more about them sometime. Have you back? That'd be that would be really For cool. Sure. That's great. Yeah, yeah, dude. Maybe get, maybe if you know any of the band members that want to come in and talk about them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I can, I can, we could, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Oh, but the, but yeah. the, but okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. You tell yeah, them. That's great, man. You should check uh, them out. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, oh, exactly. See, but no, but this is good. This is good. This is the whole spirit oh, of the them? show. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Uh, I lost her. Uh, I got yeah, lost exactly. them. Yeah. Yeah, this is confusing. But <laughs> well, anyway. I will say, no, it's the, wait, it's the, it's the spirit of the show that uh, you know. Wyan came in, he played this song, and now you yeah. listen to the song. You know, that's right. Yeah, this we is good. This is it. This is the whole. This is the spirit. We, 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 we have fun. We did your work. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you to Wyan. Thank you to Keith. Thank you to Nick. Thank you to Greg. Hey. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Jay. And thanks, thanks to Rob, thanks, man of the boards. 
Thanks, Jay. Oh, Rob. Yeah. Killing it. Yeah. As always, Rob. Great work. Checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah. All right, gents. We'll see you oh, next Rob. week, right? All right. Excellent. Peace. Peace, everybody.